This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Was there anything else you guys wanted to go over? Um, we got one game before the, the All-Star break, so it's in Toronto. And no Austin Matthews. Um, so. Really, it was just the only thing we haven't touched on in the last two games was McLaughlin coming in, like how he's been doing it. It's a very, it's a very minor thing to talk about because I feel like his impact has been not super noticeable either direction. And I think you guys feel the same way that like he's come in and hasn't played bad, but hasn't done anything to spark. Like you don't necessarily expect him to come in and, and provide a spark right away, but um, it just kind of someone that if you weren't watching and didn't know like, Oh, this person's getting their first chance of the year. If you didn't know to look for him, you might not have noticed him. Yeah. I mean, I- Unfortunately for him, like probably the most noticeable play was the penalty he took on Sunday. It was an offensive zone penalty, which you never want to take, but some of that was also just a savvy veteran move from Paul Stastny. Kind of looked like he just felt McLaughlin's hand on him and, and spun into it to get the call. Um, I don't think Mark McLaughlin really like grabbed him all that hard to really spin him, but uh he got his hand in the wrong spot and put himself in that position. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you, Bridget. Like other than that, it's, I feel like he's been in the right place. He's made some right plays, but nothing dynamic. That's really jumped off the page. And, but also like nothing terrible. Like he wasn't one of the guys committing turnovers. So like, okay, like that's solid. Um, you know, probably hasn't done anything to play himself out of the lineup. Like, you know, maybe he sticks in for Wednesday. Maybe they go back to Copenhagen. I'm not sure there's really a huge difference between those two. Um, in theory, McLaughlin should have more finishing ability and provide a little more offensive pop. Obviously, we haven't, you know, two games, small sample, but haven't seen that yet. Um, did see it last year at times when he was up. So... You know, there's that, but like, yeah, he's he's been solid, but he, he also hasn't like blown you away where it's like, oh, he needs to be playing every game. 
No, and I do think Kopanen has the upside of the penalty killing that is stronger um, than McLaughlin. So if you're trying to replace one for one, no sick with someone, I feel like Kopanen might be more of a similar um, player than McLaughlin is to him in terms of what roles he can play. I don't think Kopanen played himself out of the lineup either. So um, I almost lean, I, I, can't, I, I lean that way. Um, but I like that he, they were able to get McLaughlin in and when it's necessary, you know, they might need him again at some point, but I, I feel like one for one Copenhagen is a better, um, option to replace no sick. Uh, and it's, it's kind of an insignificant thing. We're talking about like a fourth line role. And we also were talking about who should McLaughlin come in for, because we actually said leave Copenhagen in and maybe take Smith out. But then Smith had a pretty decent game uh, in on Saturday, and he ends up scoring, and he's in people's faces the whole game. So he creates the turnover, and he scores on it. And it's like, in hindsight, you're like, okay, well, maybe we're wrong about that. But at the same time, like, that doesn't happen a lot for Craig Smith. We know he can do it, um, but he was able to impact Saturday's game. I'm glad I'm glad you brought, brought up Craig Smith because – in typical skate pod fashion, we bring somebody up and, and then they end up scoring a goal. But um, I thought that was Craig Smith's best game. And by the way, just to preface, like when we said when I when I said maybe put McLaughlin in for for Craig Smith, um, I did say it, it wasn't because he was playing poorly. It was just you know he was on the road trip, get him a chance to go in the lineup somewhere. I don't know, but um, I thought that was Craig Smith's best game of the year. And unfortunately for the Bruins, they ended up coughing up the the late lead and Barkov tied it and then they won it in overtime but Craig Smith was also a factor in the game what could have been the game winning goal too because he had the nice offensive zone line change and Pasternak went over the boards for Craig Smith so um and then scored two seconds later so not only did Craig Smith score a goal of his own and was very noticeable all night and had some jump but he also had an indirect um you know effect on the what again could slash should have been the game-winning goal for the Bruins. So um, happy for him. He's definitely come along here in the last little while. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with him if the Bruins try to move off him or, or keep him for, for, for depth purposes. There's, I mean, you don't want to just actively get rid of him for no reason. Um, but I'm glad for him that he's had some, some good fortune in the last uh, couple of weeks here. And not for nothing, but with Hall up, like the experiment of Hall on the first line has put Smith back on the third line. So, like, he's been able to – play not not just those fourth line minutes um with hall moved out of that spot on the third line so um it's just worth mentioning i think that he played well saturday and also it was in somewhat of a different role yeah he was kind of like toggling between that third and fourth line i was just trying to look up what he ended up with minutes so like minutes wise he was still low Sunday, 10 Oh seven. Um, because they were also like moving Felino up to the third line. Um, you know, Frederick comes back from injury and seemed okay. Played 14 minutes. So didn't really seem like he was, you know, banged up or limited at all. So Bruins survive a little bit of a scare there. Obviously again, wouldn't have been the biggest deal in the world if he misses a game or two right before the all-star break, but um, good that he was able to to stay in the lineup and not miss any time. 
Also, the Bruins had six power plays on Sunday, so you're not going to see Craig Smith come out really for that too. So that can limit your time when you're a bottom six guy. Um, you have a kind of a disjointed game, yeah. and, and I think he actually saw it. He he ended up getting some power play time in the second unit, though they kind of threw him into the bumpers. So you know, another little change that Montgomery tried that again didn't really lead to anything, but. Yeah, the Bruins definitely should have just deferred those power plays towards the latter half of that game. <laughs> if I, if I, I'd be like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. We, we got to fix this in practice. We're not going to do anything with this anyway. So, um, but yeah, I, I look. I think the Bruins um, they need to put put together a good effort in Toronto on Wednesday, don't they? I mean, it, you don't want to go into the two weeks of um, of a bad taste in your mouth on a four game losing streak. I mean, even if you lose against Toronto. And as I mentioned, they have they have no Austin Matthews, so there's no excuse for it if they if they lose. But at the very least, you want to put forth an effort where you feel like you should have come out with two points. So I think that's very important for the Bruins on Wednesday now. Yeah, and like, yes, technically, you know, I guess still part of the road trip, but the Bruins did come home after the Carolina game. So they're home Monday, Tuesday, practicing at Warrior on Tuesday, and then heading to Toronto. So to me, like, that's almost like a, a new trip when you get that stop home in the middle, like to me that like the road trip's over. So um, yeah, there shouldn't be any excuse. And to your point, Brian, like it, it would really suck if like for as good as, as great as this team has been to now go into your week and a half off losing four straight, like it, on, on one hand, it would certainly give them quite the motivation to come back strong and be like, okay, guys, we actually still have work to do. Like, you know, let's not be this team. Um, but on the other, like, they they should, in the bigger picture, like, be able to go into the All-Star break feeling good about themselves, and, and a win in Toronto would help that. Um, it would be just, like, knowing this team and these players. Like, I think it would be really tough for anyone to, like, really feel great if they're going in on a four-game losing streak. And before we wrap up, just a question, because I, I know uh, Razor was talking about this in the post game. You go, I, I assume you go Swayman in Toronto, and then you, because you're going to want, like, Allmark is not resting the entire All Star break because he's heading down. He's traveling down to Florida and he's playing in the game. So, um, and if you're alternating back and forth, it's a Swayman game anyway. So um, I feel like that's probably what we'll see in Toronto. I don't know if, what you guys think. Is that yeah, the right move? I think. I think that makes sense. I'd probably go Swayman. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to get Swayman uh, a chance to kind of not redeem, um, but, you know, get a chance to get back in the wind calm after the way that Florida game ended. Um, you know, I think the, the tying goal was through a screen. It's what it is. He he said himself he was a little deep in his net. Uh, the overtime goal, which, by the way, we didn't really touch on that overtime much, Um Pretty shit effort by the Bruins and because there. it ended in like under well, three seconds. They didn't touch the puck, right? I mean, no. Hey, Charlie McAvoy did touch the puck. It deflected off his stick on its way in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, uh, about the own goal by, by Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> but then he came back and scored later. But like, well, you know, sometimes all it takes is for one to go in for you. You get confidence. You get another one. <laughs> that's all, yeah, that's yeah, all that. That's all that means. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Swayman probably in Toronto. Um, and I think the Bruins could use this break for sure. Uh, rest up, heal up, go into it feeling good if you can. And then, um, you know, come back and, and 
It's kind of a it's a sprint for many teams to the to the playoffs, not necessarily for the Bruins. Um, but if they don't if they don't keep taking care of business, then you never know. It's possible home ice in the conference could be up for grabs towards the end of the year. So it's it'd be good for the Bruins to keep winning at least like a you know six seven hundred winning percentage pace the rest of the way. But um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I, I before we go, um, I do want to bring up one thing because. I'm catering to my audience here because Bridget is a college broadcaster and Scott is a, uh, a terrier alum and the bean pot is, is coming mm-hmm. up. So I wanted to maybe give a quick little couple minute preview on that. And Bridget, I don't know if you're a part of any of the uh, broadcasts for the bean pot. If not, you should be. Um, um, <laughs> I would love to be, but I think that's like a Tom Karen game. Like he gets those like good specials, okay, those yeah. special games, but I, I actually, at the same time, this is the one event I get to go to as a fan, and I like that's college hockey that I'm not broadcasting, and I love it. And I have first row seats on the glass, so I'm just gonna get my beer and and just enjoy, like actually have a beer at a hockey game <laughs> and sit there. and And I love sitting glass because you know we're up on the ninth floor and we see see the same perspective over and over, you know, on TV on the ninth floor in the broadcast booth when I'm doing it for college, and I just want to sit on the glass and have a beer, so. Yeah, I was at I was at the BUBC game on Friday as a fan, and uh, same same thing like rare opportunity to actually have a beer at a game because not allowed in the press box. Can't Scott have beer usually, with my popcorn. Yeah, um, yeah, I was gonna say Scott just hammers popcorn instead. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh. So I mean, BU swept BC this weekend, and big series uh, for Bruins prospects in particular. Ty Gallagher had two goals uh, Friday night against BC. Um, Andre Gasso scored on Saturday. Trevor Kuntar had a goal on Friday. Um, thought Gallagher looked really good. The the BC guys had a couple of those goals, but I thought were also pretty quiet um, for stretches of those games. But BU BU looks pretty legit. Like, they are so deep offensively and so relentless offensively. Like, they can just overpower teams. I'm not entirely sold on their defense and goaltending just yet but man like they they're they're like the Bruins like they can just roll four lines and just wear teams down so the bean pot is is be used to lose is what you're saying I think so I think I think Harvard has a really good team this year too and and some offensive (laughs) firepower Sean I mean Sean Farrell's one of the leading scorers in the country um so you know, I would pick Harvard and BU to get to the finals and then see what happens. Um, but also, Northeastern still has Devin Levi as their goalie, and he can just steal a game at any time. So uh, that's definitely a wild card. I very recently broadcast a game for Harvard, um, Harvard at Yale, and they are a really good team. So many prospects, so many guys that are drafted to the NHL but they also did have to go to overtime to beat Yale and Yale's not good. So um, I think, you know, that's more of like an, I really rival thing where Yale's going to play them tight no matter what, but just to say that they're deep, they are, they have a lot of NHL draft picks. They have like, I don't know, in their forward group, they have like two or three guys that aren't drafted. Uh, They have Jamie Langenbrenner's son. Uh, He's a big defenseman. I don't know. They have, they have a lot of really good players. So if you're trying to figure out, how to how to um, keep distracted during the Bruins uh, 
I guess all star break, you'll have some bean pot action. I think the Super Bowl might be during that time as well, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so there's some stuff to watch, and then um, yeah. So Bruins suffer their first consecutive losing streak of the season. I guess it would be their first losing streak. That's why it's a streak. Um, and but you know here in the skate pod, it's 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 no cause for for panic or alarm. I think it's. I think it's 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 a good thing for the Bruins, for the players, for the coaches, for management to to understand, you know, what went wrong and, and how to address it going forward. And uh, it's a long season, so uh, one blip on the radar is not gonna not gonna get this podcast too too worked up. So uh, if you guys are all set, I think uh, at this point we're good to go. Right? All, all good. Set? All right. We're thank good. you all for listening. We will talk to you soon. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.